Holy Spirit, right now as we go into your word, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, welcome Lydia, good to see you. Uh, today we go into the next alphabet. <clears throat> which is the 20th Hebrew alphabet, Resh. Okay, so this is what it looks like. <clears throat> so in the whole Aleph bed, it's called Aleph bed or Aleph Taf. They have the letter Resh. So we have already gone through uh, 20 last week. We did Kuf. And now we are in the... Uh, Hey, no, today's the 20th, we've gone through 19, right? So this is the letter Resh, almost nearing the end. And I'm amazed how the Holy Spirit led me to this ending. <laughs> okay, so we go back a little bit. <clears throat> as, as the Lord led me to this particular uh, teacher, or rabbi, who put everything, it's very long, uh, this one, longer than the little short, short ones that I'm, uh, I take from a bit here and there, or I learn. And I discover his one, this particular person, has very in-depth revelation into these uh, letters. But I will share a, a, a little bit different, I mean, certain areas, okay? so that you all can understand. Because if I give this to you, I think it's very deep. Uh, most of you will probably fall asleep. <laughs> okay, but let me, by the Holy Spirit, explain it so that we can catch the whole revelation of these Hebrew letters. Okay, so back to a few letters back, which is the alphabet uh, Sadi, okay, where the word, Sadiq or righteousness comes from, or righteous. So remember, there is the alphabet and there is the word that starts with the alphabet. So here, this doorway to right to righteous or Sadiq. Okay, Sadiq has four letters inside. The letter Sadi. What's the next letter after Sadi? This one at the top here. Can you see? Can you see? Yeah. <laughs> Can you see? What's the next letter after Sadi? Talet. Yeah, Talet and then? Yod. And then? Kuh. Okay, so that is the Four letters that make up the word righteous. Hey, very interesting. The doorway to righteous, all right? Sadiq is made up of the letters left to right. Kuf, turning of the head or repentance. So it means holiness. Also, it means uh, 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 repentance, okay? Turning towards God, 
the yud, the hand on the head, which is the anointing. Okay, always remember yud is the little that holds a lot. It's the fiery hand of God. All right, without the yud, yeah, we cannot do anything. Dalet, which is the doorway, door or doorway or entry point, and then sadik, righteousness or the righteous person. So righteousness is attained by entering through the doorway or door of Messiah or Messiah, right? Jesus said, I am the way, I am the door. No one enters through but to me. So we learn from Dale from the physical level to go into the spiritual level or the spiritual realm. We need to go through the door of Jesus Christ, the gate. Yeah. So actually, our whole learning the whole uh, 22 alphabets is basically about God from the spiritual realm coming to us in the physical realm and bringing us up to live in the spiritual realm while we are physically on this earth. Okay, this is the whole, the main thing, why Jesus came, why, uh, why God created Adam and Eve. Okay, the two realms. And today, the physical realm, the spiritual realm. The physical realm, the spiritual realm. That's why building the spirit man, developing the spirit man, the hidden man of the heart, is to let us realize that we are spirit being and there is a spiritual realm that we have been born again into and that we can live in this realm while we are physically on this earth and not wait until we go heaven. Okay, so man can only be made righteous by entering through this door, which is Jesus. How? By having faith in him and receiving his anointing. Okay, so those before some of us, before we, we are born again, all of us have to enter through that door, which is Jesus. And how did anyone see Jesus and then only receive him? See as in physically with your physical senses? No, right? Or hear him? Most of us, we believe by faith. We heard the word of God about Jesus, whom we have not seen physically, but it was by faith that we believe in Jesus. He is the son of God and that he is the only one who can save us from our sins. And therefore, we ask him to become our Lord and Savior without ever seeing him physically. So that's where, technically or in the spirit, we receive his righteousness. Him who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 So that is by faith. So you approach Sadiq from the left, encountering the kuf, which means the monkey. <laughs> so you remember, the word kuf in Hebrew actually means monkey. And monkey represents our flesh, our animal instinct, our animal nature, okay, which is the beastly nature after the fall. So man, where God created uh, earth or in the beginning of creation, he created three Man, the, the human being, human kingdom, animal kingdom, and the plant kingdom. This one, these three areas got life, right? But after the fall, so animal don't have the spirit of God, right? That, but after the fall, man became like beasts, like animals, the nature of man, right? We just follow our body cravings. Right? An animal, they don't think so much. 
<laughs> right? They want to eat. They see you food like a monkey. You have food in your hands. They will just go grab it. Become, they are very selfish. They just, that's their behavior. They are animals like a monkey. And man became like that. But actually, man was created in the image of God, in the holiness of God. All right? To have uh, holiness and uh, nature inside man. So, but it disappeared after the fall. So from the coof, the monkey, the coof shows us that the restoration of the new nature through the holiness of Jesus of God being imparted to us by faith so that we don't need to live like a monkey anymore or behave like an animal. That means... Uh, following our appetites. The spirit can now, which is born again, can now rule over the animal appetites of the body. Correct? I'm hungry, I must eat. I, you know, there's no uh, control at all. Alright? It's the five senses controlling the person. So, like an animal. So, the issue is the nature of the flesh. To attain righteousness, sadik, you have to Go through, you have to go through the Dalet or the Yud, so the door. In order to receive righteousness, first the right standing with God. Then, so you have Sadiq, then you go to Ku, then you have holiness given to us. Both are given to us by faith. The, the, this represents the Yad or, or Yud or hand of Yahweh, consisting of a Yud, the spirit, Dalet, the doorway required to become righteous. The, sadiq, the invisible hand of God, Yahweh, helps man to repent or turn towards the doorway, following the way that leads to the door, who allows man to enter the righteousness, allowing man to be reunited with the Father, originator of all things. So the whole process is for us, men, fallen men, to be reunited, reconciled back to God. Okay? So, Remember, your whole, the whole purpose of Jesus coming down and your whole purpose of your life here is to be re reinstated to the state that Adam was before he fell. Get it? To be reunited back to with God. All right? And have fellowship with him just as Adam did in the garden. That's the whole purpose of redemption. For us to not live like a monkey, not live in the controlled by five senses or the carnal mind, but live in the spirit by faith. The new, the just, that means we'll be made righteous, shall live by faith, not live by sight. Okay, so the, that's the whole purpose, not just go to heaven. Okay, if you can understand this, you will begin to see the, the whole, the revelation of all the 22 alphabets. So you see here, all right, the doorway to Yahweh, the Dalet is the door of Jesus, to the Kuf, the holiness, righteousness, holiness, the anointing. Okay, so end of the road, Sadiq is very interesting. So you see uh, earlier in the earlier lessons, I, I shared with you one which is just dividing the uh, by one teacher, which, which just divides the 22 alphabets into two parts, our redemption and the race. That's very simple. 
But I like this one even more, which is more detailed and deeper. And really give, brings out the whole plan and purpose of God and the stages and progress in our life. So here it talks about, okay, Aleph until uh, uh, Zadik, all right? Or Sadi. The two consecutive letters read from Sadiq, eh? left to right, Kuf Sadiq is the word quotes, which means the edge or the border or the end. So you come to an end, which is the word, uh, excuse me, Sadiq and Kuf. Sadiq is the last letter representing double digits of 90. We remember. Sarah was 90 years old, right? Sadiq, the Gematria is 90. Sadiq and Kuf is 100. Abraham was 100 years old, uh, representing holiness, righteousness and holiness together brings forth Isaac, laughter. Okay. So here is talking about a bit of the different levels. Okay. <clears throat> This makes the Sadiq the place of decision. So this different level is not a different level of righteousness or different level of holiness, as in you have to do something more to get 100% holiness. It's not that, okay? In Christ, you are already 100% made holy, 100% made righteous. But these levels that uh, today we will learn about, is about level of maturity, Okay, in your Christian walk, in as your as a spirit man, as a total being. All right. So throughout the Bible, Paul also talked about baby Christian, right? And the mature Christian. In Ephesians, Paul says that right, his job as an apostle is to bring the church to maturity. So these levels, it is talking about the levels of your maturity in the in your faith. Okay, it's not about the level of holiness. That means, am I more holy than another person? Or am I more righteous? I'm trying to be more righteous than another person. It doesn't mean that. Okay? All of us are in the spirit, 100% righteous. Because if we are less righteous, we cannot enter the presence of God anyway. Alright? So, in the world, we try to be more holy. We try to be more righteous. Okay? Or even a believer who doesn't understand that through Jesus Christ, he has already given us in the spirit, 100% holiness, 100% righteousness. But the growth, all right, our the growth is what uh, we're talking about in these letters and in this session today, okay? This makes the Sadiq a place of decision. So coming to, there is a growth, all right, a spiritual growth from Aleph, all the way to uh, Sadiq, actually until Tet. With Tet, there's uh, three levels. One is Aleph to the letter Tet. Anyone remember what's the letter Tet? Main meaning. All forgot already. <laughs> is it goodness? <laughs> yeah, goodness. Okay. It can, there are two, always two things, right? So it means goodness of God, like a tall, and it can also mean a snake. Alright, so there is one level from Aleph to Tet, to Tet where 
believers experience the goodness up to you know they 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 uh born again and then they ex begin to experience up to the extent they got the new nature new uh the spirit of god the blessings of god right dalet hey the spirit of god then the gemel you know god blessing them then they come to the new beginning and after that stop there at the top at the cat which is the goodness of god at the same time in that goodness of god there is the snake there okay so you can go for some after experiencing the goodness of god they go to another level from the youth then they experience the hand of god okay lamet then they go into teaching so that's where like where you all are today coming into teaching and learning okay so their first level Christians just go to church, come back from church, <laughs> okay, and learn almost nothing much except some head knowledge, okay, not going deeper into understanding the wisdom of God, the ways of God, but they experience the grace of God to a certain measure up to tech, all right, that he is good, so after that, you see all the letters, okay, until Sadiq, okay, that they begin to uh, come to this place, a place of decision. Okay, Sadiq in the Hebrew also has the, as a Kuf Sadiq, two together, has the word Kuf, which means the end or the border of something. So here, when you come to Kuf Sadiq, before Kuf, it's like there is a decision to make. All right, would I go further? with the Lord. Understand? Will I go further? Right? Am I ready to go to another level? Okay? So that's why there are in the church, there are believers who just recall sit in the pew. <laughs> okay? And just everything good, good, grace, grace, love, love, that's all. Receive, receive. There's nothing wrong with receiving. But there is another further level, right, that where we can go with the Lord, okay? But it is the last four letters uh, represent the next level. So what are the last four letters? Which is Ku, Resh, today we will come into that, Shin, and then Tap. Alright? So it is like the next level, the unknown is scary and you do not know what to expect. This similar to death. Tap, we will come detail more detail later when we come to that letter. But generally, it means the cross. It means a place of death. Okay? So we do not know what is beyond death and what to expect. So that, this death is uh, the highest level of maturity where we have in the spirit where we have already fully died to self. Okay? So we will go deeper into that. <clears throat> Creates is found in Genesis 4.3, where the, the season comes to an end. And Cain brought his harvest as an offering. This led to the end of his brother because of anger and violence. So there was an uh, incident, okay, the word creates appeared in this Genesis chapter 4 verse 3. That means the letter uh, Kuf and Zadik. To the end, when he was 
uh, angry when during that harvest. Okay, the 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 that verse the Bible say that there was the end of the season where there was harvest time and a time when they were going to bring their offering before the Lord, and it was the end time, right? That Cain and Abel came before the Lord and they brought the different offering, and one offering, Abel's offering was accepted, Cain's offering was rejected, and because of that, Cain succumbed to anger and violence, right? He killed the, bro the brother, okay, because he was, his offering was not accepted. <clears throat> so, quits is the, is where Yahweh also end, uh, announced that the end of all flesh because the earth had been filled with Hamas or Hamas, which is violence. Okay. And today we know that uh, there's going to be the end of the world, as in the violence is getting more and more. Judgment will be coming. All right. <clears throat> okay. So, this is the, the, the in, and uh, remember in Cain and Abel, God told, what did God tell Cain? He was angry with God that his offering was not accepted. And then what did God say to Cain? Anyone know? <laughs> he said, no one knows. <laughs> if, you have done what is right, it will be accepted. Talk, that means God was telling him about righteousness. All right, doing what is right. If you have done what is right, so obviously God was not being unfair. All right, his offering was not pleasing compared to the brother's offering. And then he said to Cain, You should rule over the anger. And not the let the anger take over you, which is the right thing to do. Okay, but Cain succumbed to violence and his monkey nature, right? The animic, uh, animal nature or the evil nature. So he did not have that righteousness inside him to rule over the sinful nature or the animal nature or the evil nature, the Hamas, the violent nature. Okay. Righteousness versus unrighteousness. So you can see here all the way Aleph until Tet, one level, and then you have Yud as to uh, <clears throat> Zadi, and then the next four letters, all right, is the highest maturity level. Okay. Both verses have the idea of Hamas, just now the two verses, that is experienced at the edge of a new cycle. So in the Bible, God does everything in cycles. All right, seed time, harvest, heat, uh, uh, hot and cold. All right, they are all cycles. The year, the whole year is cycle. God created the seven, uh, the six days, the seven day. He rested. Then we have weeks and months, and then you have all the feasts. Everything is cycle. That's where we learn under the letter Samak. Okay, Hamas means violence or wrong, unjust gain, cruelty, damage false lies, injustice, oppression, unrighteous. Hamas comes from the root word meaning violated, shake off, wrongfully imagined, violently take away wrong or made bad. Okay. Proverbs 8.32, 
Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. So there is a doorway almost at different letters, all right, for us to enter into the spiritual realm. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from Yahweh, but those who sin against my wrongs, uh, their own wrong, their own soul, or Hamas, or who hate me, love them. Okay, so that is the condition of man. All right? And between man and uh, God and man. If you reject Yahweh's wisdom, his word and his ways, and sin against him, the Bible says we are committing a violent act against our own and walking in Hamas, all right? Or Yahweh gives us his word so that we can apply his wisdom that we don't destroy ourselves walking in, uh, but walk in sadiq, in righteousness. So this is for the Jews as well as to explain what's happening in the world, all right? Or before we receive the Lord. But once we receive Jesus, we all this uh, righteousness, new nature is given to us in our spirit. Okay, but we are spirit, soul, and body. So always remember that. Okay, the, the full salvation born again happened in our spirit, but our mind not renewed and our physical body, all right, we will have a new body at rapture. But right now, this physical body rule us, the five senses, or rule men. Okay, so this person coming to the place of Sadiq has to make a decision whether he wants to go to a higher level of maturity with the Lord. Okay, so Genesis 6.13 indicates the end is coming because of Hamas. This also can be seen in general to uh, what's happening to the world, all right, today, all the way from Genesis until uh, second coming of Jesus. Hamas is the opposite of Sadiq. It's building up slowly, then exponentially, reaching a point where things are completely out of control. So uh, that's the evil, the chaos and the violence that's happening uh, all from the very beginning, all right? In Noah's time, it already happened. Hamas happened, isn't it? That's why the flood had to come, right? Because of an evil generation. So, and today, evil and violence is even more and more. So, sin cries out to heaven and Yahweh will come down to deal with it to bring order and shalom again. So, there will be no peace but today every uh, in the Middle East. For many, many years, they have been crying for peace, but no peace will come until the Prince of Peace himself come, Jesus, all right? To bring real peace or shalom. So this was the case with Sodom and Gomorrah when the, where the sins of the people got Yahweh's personal attention and his judgment. All right? So God is also fair and just. He is a good God. But he's also a just God. Are, are we at such a point in history where violent acts and sin increases exponentially? The answer if you all are in tune with what's happening in the world for 
centuries, yes or no? Worse, right? Today is even worse. Okay, uh, the the Hamas, the sin is getting worse and worse. Do we stand at the cliff, the end point, at the point of no return? Are you ready to face what is coming? Okay, this is like a person, of course, without Jesus. This is what the four last four letters represent: cool, a repentance, a changing of our mind that we choose to seek God and to choose to live in Him and His Word living in us, His holiness. Rash, okay, rash has uh, two meanings. We will go deeper, uh, we will go as we go through the today's session. It can mean the head or the leader, and it also can mean the wicked person or the wicked leader or the antichrist. And then the next one is shin, which is the fire and judgment of God, and taf, the final death. Those who love wisdom and love righteousness and their ways work, they walk in his ways and sit at the door waiting for him. So in, it's like the, the five virgins, all right? So for us who will go deeper, we will sit and wait and be the, the wise ones uh, waiting with the oil, all right? which is the anointing, the Holy Spirit waiting for his return and doing his work or saving souls. They will find favor with Yahweh and be blessed and receive the life and joy like Isaac. Those who hate Yahweh, who love death, will be destroyed by their own created Hamas. Okay, So there is a judgment that is coming to the world who do not uh, believe in Jesus. Okay, So we do not preach a gospel where uh, universal uh, salvation as in God so loved, he won't send anyone to hell. Okay, this is not true. It's a lie of the devil from the pit of hell, right? But God has personally assumed the liability for Adam's sin by sending Jesus Christ to come and die for us at the cross. To take the punishment for our sin that who believe in him will not be judged, will no longer be punished, but can receive eternal life. So, this is uh, God's justice. In his justice, he has to punish sin. But in his love, Jesus came and took that punishment for all those who will believe in him and receive him. We will escape that judgment. So, three levels of creation or the sadiq. All right. The first one is Aleph to Ket. Okay, so we have gone through a little bit of each alphabet and knowing, uh, just now I explained it a little bit also, it's a process of our Christian uh, walk on this earth. All right, and the first one up to Pat, where believers come to know Jesus, all right, God's goodness come to them, they enter through the door, or, or rather non-believers come to know Jesus, and then they enter through the, the door of Jesus, then they receive the Spirit of God, with that, the hay, and then the new life, right? The valve, receiving the uh, what Jesus did on the cross, okay? And then the Zion, a little bit of the Word of God in their lives, and then experience the grace and the goodness of God, right? Because number uh, letter number uh, five, right? Which is hay, so the grace, partly the grace of God in their life. And then 
the first level, they begin to enjoy a certain extent of the goodness of God. Okay, so this is the about the level of maturity. Okay, so the alphabet is a process of learning and can be seen as three levels. Each level, another stage, creating to you to a higher spiritual maturity level. Okay, so get this very clear. It's about our spiritual maturity, right? Not about uh, how much uh, grades you have, not how much holiness or how much righteousness or you have to work for your salvation, right? It's about maturity, right? So first level up to cat. Then Sadiq is the last letter on the second level of the three levels of maturity indicated in this one. So this is not doctrine, but this is understanding the God, how God created the uh, everything the, from, from nature, the physical realm, and how uh, our, our spiritual life is to grow. Okay? From knowing Aleph, the source of everything, the beginning, right? Jesus is the beginning and the end, right? The Aleph and the top. So, from the beginning to know who created us, who God is, all right, which many Christians not really have that revelation, except that, oh, I became a Christian, I got a new religion, all right, now I believe in Jesus, I go to church instead of go temple or something like that. Okay, but to really know our Creator having a personal relationship and walk with Him, okay, that's what uh, we are talking about a personal walk with the Lord. So in getting to know a person, a personal relationship with your friend, your wife, your husband, is also a process, a journey. So if you get married and you just live with your wife and you not much fellowship with her, or you will have only up to a certain uh, level of that relationship. Some words, right? Husband and wife don't talk to each other and all that. So le legally married, supposedly know each other, supposedly have fellowship according to the world around them, but only the two of them know whether they are really having a close fellowship or not. So we can say, I'm married to Jesus. I, I'm a Christian for 20 years. That doesn't make you close to the Lord. You understand? So the process of relationship, okay, which is a, a growing process. Okay, so Aleph to Ted, creation of the uh, world of duality, a fallen state, lowest maturity. That means there are two, two worlds here, the physical and the spiritual. So in the beginning, with a person received the Lord, start to begin to have a little, little, little experience of the, the other world, the spiritual realm. Okay, but that is the beginning of the relationship, the beginning of the experience. And some just stop there, just like the husband and wife may just stop there. Okay, and didn't go further into their relationship. So in level two, Yud to Sadiq, the creation of man from shadow to image, stage of separation and purification, trashing floor, higher maturity level, repairing the world. So as you go from Yud, to study, it is like another state already. Some we have gone through, there is the lament there, there's a deeper teaching, 
a craving to want to learn and grow, to be taught, to, to be taught and to teach the about God's realm. Okay, that is where Lamech starts to come in. So we can see many Christians not interested in teaching or learning. They just want blessing. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Okay, because God ultimately desire to bless us, but he wants us to progress and grow, mature, all right, in our fellowship and relationship with him. Okay, and that's why teaching of the word is important because we born into this world. We have at the two realms, uh, in the physical realm, we have no idea at all what is in the spiritual realm, who God is. Our minds and our physical body fallen state is all making decisions and conclusions from what is happening in this physical world. Okay, man is fallen, was fallen and cannot access the spiritual realm by themselves, no matter how much they try. All right, so it was God who came down through the doorway of Jesus Christ and when we believe in him, then we have to be able to cross to from the physical realm into the spiritual realm where God exists. And that to understand that realm, we have to go through Lamed. All right, learning from our shepherd, learning from our from the word of God. All right, teaching of the spiritual realm. And then you have a lot of other letters, mem, which represent the word of God or the water. Right, so you grow into another level of having the word of God in your life, not in the not just a mentally ascend, but how God's word can bring change into our life or transformation, and then understanding the power of pay, which we we uh, did, all right, which is the uh the the letter about the mouth about our speech. And how from there, what we see before that is Ayin, the spiritual revelation, opening our spiritual eyes to see more. What, we, what do we need to see? Why your spiritual eyes need to open? Because we're all living, so used to live in the physical realm. Even anyone asks you, what, what's happening? You're just based on, how much you have? You are just based on your physical bank account. Because that's all we are used to from this world. But if your spiritual eyes are open, then from the word of God, you say, I have everything. I am rich. But then if you, we will normally make conclusions based on our five senses, what we see, what we feel, what we taste, what we hear. We say, are you sick? Then we base again on my feeling. I feel I'm sick, then I'm sick. Okay? So that's how... Man, even after receiving Jesus, still walk in this physical realm, make decisions and conclusions based on what we see, hear, touch, feel, taste. So as we learn God's word, then you, that's what Paul says in Ephesians 1, God, Father of uh, God of glory, may you open their spiritual eyes, the eyes of their understanding, which is your spiritual eyes, that they may know what is the hope of their calling, their riches of their inheritance in the saints. Okay, so all that we need is our ayin, spiritual eyes, to be open 
to that realm that we were not used to. We have been living in this world 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, right? Living in the physical realm. Okay? But through Ayin, through the word, through the mem, now the Holy Spirit came and helped us to understand uh, more of the spiritual realm. Then the power of the speech, the pay, and then come to that righteousness, all right, which is up to that level. The righteousness is not just, okay, I now am the righteousness of God in Christ to stop. One thing about Hebrew letters is from different from all other uh, language is they are action words. Hebrew words are action words. That means it's not, okay, I have righteousness and then very good, I'm very happy. There's action to be taken. There are acts of righteousness. That is, when I know I'm his righteousness, what is an active word? Hebrew words are all active. Why? We can hear, we can hear Jesus said, right? Or the, the author of Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is, is active, is alive, is of a lot of energy. It's active word. That's why we act on the word and that's called faith. So if we have a word and then we just sit on it and say, okay, I know already. Uh, yeah. Then we don't take any action. There's nothing happening. Okay. But Hebrew words are alive. Okay. What we have today is translation. But if we can understand the revelation, even in translation, we can receive life. Okay, but studying the Hebrew itself and the Greek will bring us to a deeper understanding of the power of God's letters and words. They are alive. So never have take a word of God and just memorize it and keep it. Act upon it and then you will see the spiritual realm of that word, the power of the word of God manifested in your life. Okay, then the third level, which is the kuf to the taf, the creation of man through unification. So what is a, the, the other one, the up to sadiq, right? It's like from a shadow to the image. So what in the, like, it's like Old Testament, there's a shadow of the new. So the shadow is not the real thing, but the image you can see is the real. So we are moving from the beginning after born again, to get into the real. We were made in the image of God. So that image is going to be reflected in your life. The power of God, the authority of God. All right? To be supposed to be manifested. That means when people in the world, they see you, Elsa, they're supposed to see Christ. They're supposed to see the love of Christ. They're supposed to see you are a different creation. You're a different person. You have a different authority in your life. You have a different humility. You have a different being altogether. And that's what happened in the, in the book of Acts. The people in Antioch, when they saw the disciples, they behaved exactly like their master Jesus. They behaved as in, their character, their nature, their power, their authority, the things that they value in this life are very different from the normal human being. The unbeliever. Unbeliever, they're worried about money. They, they, are, they, they, they dare not give. They are stingy. 
all right? They are fearful, but the believer is different. It's always generous. It's not fearful. It's always full of faith, okay? So people can feel and see the difference, the holiness inside them. And therefore, at that time, in Ant the people in Antioch begin to call these disciples Christian, like Christ. It was not the disciples that called themselves Christian. The people in the world, right? They saw you have a different being altogether. And they said, it is like Jesus, like Christ. So they call them Christian. Okay, so from the shadow to back to see the progress of our Christian walk, right? First, getting saved is to enter into the spiritual realm through Jesus, the door. And then there is a journey, all right, to become like him, not by human effort, but by a transformation of the spirit and a renewal of the mind that we no longer do things by our uh, our own uh, physical uh, conclusions or whatever, we no longer conclude through the five senses. So then the third level, which is the sadiq, uh, the, the kuf, resh, shin, and the taf. The kuf to the taf. Final one for us to grow. Creation of man through unification, reuniting man back to itself. Whoa, I love this. I am so glad the Lord, Holy Spirit brought me to this because I know, I know that through all the studies, it's not just studying letters like ABCD or any other language. There is a must be a deeper revelation of all these Hebrew letters of who God is and why are we on this earth? And it is actually, again, of course, I've taught it a little bit here and there, right? That we all to become like Christ to bring forth the new creation because Genesis, all the way to Revelation, the whole Bible, right? 66 books. Actually, the whole plan and purpose of God, you just need, if you read Genesis and you read Revelation, you will see what, actually God wants to do. It's a reinstatement of man back to fellowshipping with him. So in between is the process. Process of getting the system of this world out from man. The physical realm, right, that we are so focused in. Today, men, even believers, are just focused in this world. Their job, their this one, but ignorant of their spiritual realm. Ignorant of God's purpose. That's why we live our life where we are, okay? So, the, from entering the cool to the tar is getting to the final stage of maturity where you are fully one with him, okay? Now, remember, technically, in the spirit, that's already done. But experientially, not yet happened. You understand? So, like the, your married one, uh, Elijah gave example, right? Oh, I'm married to my wife already. <laughs> so supposed to be very close. Okay, so there is the supposed to be, but there is also the reality. The truth is, really? Okay, really? Are we that close to the Lord? Are we that close to your husband or to the wife? Okay, so here is the maturity 
perfected. All right. The finally we are back to the new creation, the new creation made in the image of God. That is the restoration of man through Jesus Christ coming down through redemption. That we are not just technically or oh, I'm I'm uh, a child of God, but we experientially as well. We walk, we have we come into the experience of his holiness, of his righteousness, and so forth as we go through the revelations of these letters. Okay, that you go back to that fellowship in the Garden of Eden with God. Okay, that these are the, the experiences of people like uh Enoch walked with God, Abraham walked with God, Noah walked with God. These people, they were physically like us, have a physical body, but they are. Life was always in the spiritual, right? Was always walking by faith. And that's where there's a restoration of the church, which is the body of Christ, to its fullness, the glory. When Jesus come and take us back, it is to a glorious church, a glorious body. Each one of you, right, will be walking, will be transformed, all right, and experientially as well, knowing Jesus and fellowshipping with him. Of course, the stages is you need the word of God also inside. You need the Holy Spirit, all right? The early stage, the man, okay? And the lament, the teaching. So the third one is the highest maturity of the level, all right? Where we are united as one with God, all right? Even the simple act of communion, it actually means if you can get the revelation and you take partake of communion, is you become one with Christ, one in his death, one in his uh, resurrection, one in being nailed to the cross, our sin. You're, you are just one. Communion is common union. One with God, one with each other. So most of us have the mental asset, but don't have the revelation of this oneness with him. That's why you can see in this world, there are different types of Christians, some walking, like very close to God and some walking <laughs> very far from God. Okay, but all are believers. Okay, so that is the process of maturity. Okay, so walking close to God doesn't mean that you know you are you don't smoke or you don't, you know. So it's not about those actions, and not at the same time, it doesn't mean that we are to smoke. So it's not so much about the actions, but realizing that that you are created to fellowship with him. Okay, more, more like moving, your, the God's will becomes your will, God's ways become your ways, and that is all true. Learning his word and leading by the Holy Spirit, learning the truth until we become one again with God. Why are those people, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, Maria Woodward, Etta, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, uh, uh, and many others, they are not baby stage Christian, definitely, right? They are walking with the Lord and able to impart the spiritual, the knowledge of the spiritual realm to people and also bring the manifestation of God's power to restore man, whether in area of healing or any other area in their lives. And they walk consistently in that realm, okay? So is it only for a certain few that will go into this level of maturity or for all who want to go, all can go. 
All right. If we are willing and we want to. Okay. So this righteousness, Sadiq, okay, so to set a little bit understanding here before we can, we go into Rash, uh, the letter Rash, righteousness is a state that is attained by faith or amuna and truth in order to elevate your holiness or Kodesh. So you can see here a little picture, okay, it is not trying to, by our own effort, to reach holiness, okay, remember, I'm not talking about that Christ's work is not complete. You have to uh, do something more to make yourself more holy. Not that. Eh? It's about our walk and progress. Okay, Now that you are made righteous, how to mature all right, into that place where you are truly, experientially one with God. So what we see is the Sadiq and Kodesh, holiness, or Kadosh, share the same doorway, which is Dalet, through Jesus. So, to be holy and to be righteous, there is no other way but through Jesus, the door. Okay? There is no other way. So, when we share the gospel, make it to, to an unbeliever, make it very clear that Jesus is the only way to righteousness and holiness. That is who God is. All right? He's the only one who can make you right. If not, we will share, okay, you want peace? Uh? You want a uh, blessing? Then you can receive Jesus. So what happened? If we share this type of gospel, <laughs> then the people receive Jesus and they receive all other gods also. <laughs> because all they want is blessing, happiness. No. We tell the truth. In the gospel, remember clearly the gospel in Romans 1, Paul says what? This is the, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Right? For in the gospel, first to the Jew, then to the Greek, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. This is the righteousness of God, that none of us can be made righteous by our good deeds. We cannot do good to get the blessing of God. We need to go by faith through the Dalet the door of Jesus Christ, believing in him that he is the righteous one, the Sadiq, and only he can make us righteous and from being made right, we can now receive the holiness of God by faith. All right? So what we see, they share the same doorway. All right? So Jesus is the only door. <laughs> There's no other door. All right? Many people in this world try to open many doors. <laughs> okay? One door, all right? Jesus is the only door. This means that Kadesh is dependent on Sadiq or man needs righteousness in order to become holy. So first we are made right. And then at the same instant, the Holy Spirit made us right by our faith in Jesus. He also set us apart, which is holiness, made us holy. So we don't try to be holy in the spirit, we are made holy. But when we are made righteous and made holy, we automatically live out this righteousness and holiness. All right? We also see that we have a helping hand to help us to attain righteousness so that we can enter through the doorway. This helping hand, of course, is the youth. All right? God's hand. Righteousness means to know what is right and to do what is right. We can only know what is right if we receive truth. Jesus said, you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So the truth is that Jesus took our sin and 
we took his in exchange. He gave us his righteousness when we believe in him. This is the truth. All right. And this truth. And then after that, this is the right thing to do, to receive, to believe in Jesus as the, the dialect, the door. You can only receive truth if you believe it is truth and thus needs faith. So all this comes by faith. This implies that you need faith, truth, and righteousness to attain holiness, and holiness is required to enter into the presence of the Holy One without being consumed by His holiness. So in, uh, I think, 1 Corinthians 1.30, For in Him you have been made, Christ has made unto us the wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Christ is made unto us. All right? So we receive all this, but where? In the Spirit. So you remember holiness, okay? God is holy. His holiness is not man's type of holiness. So much so in the Old Testament, because without Jesus Christ, they cannot enter. The holiness is where presence of God is, all right? So they cannot enter the Holy of Holies, that place where God dwells, they will die. But today, because of Jesus, our sins are not only atoned for or covered, they have been totally removed. That's why we can come into his presence and not physically die. The steps indicate that faith is the force that uses the truth to attain the next level of righteousness, which elevates your holiness to the point where you enter through the door into the presence of the Father. So that is the the end, okay? The holiness to go into his presence. Okay, into today's letter, which is the 20th letter, is the letter Rash. It means head, leader, or beginning. Okay, so you have the Rash. Rash, the word means head. It's a symbol of choosing between greatness and degradation. We'll go through a little bit here first, and then uh, in it is the word for poor, Rash, which but is filled with the power of Aleph. When filled with the power of Aleph, it becomes Rosh or hate. So Rash alone means the poor man. Okay. And Rosh, okay, with the Aleph inside, it means the hate. All right. Where Christ or God is the hate, expressing the first one, the oneness, eternity of the creator, and the qualities of a leader. Rash is like also a container, uh, just as bed and calf are containers, but while calf represent forms such as a cup or house, rash, the gematria is 200, represents containing the infinite exponential growth. So remember, that's why I went through the third level. When you come to rash, okay, it can be exponential from the spiritual realm, exponential growth of your spirit man. Okay, if we choose, remember the end of the road where we make a decision, do we want to go all the way? If we go all the way, there will be exponential growth in our spirit. It also represents transition, flow and change of life, right? Transformation. As we go into Shin, that is also a letter of transformation, of fire. 
constant flow of energy breaking through, breaking down into pieces and building anew. So when we decide, okay, I'm going to go into this third level of uh, uh, maturity, that's where we can now become a leader or a head to lead others to Jesus. If not all the time, we just follower, follow, follow. All right, That's, we will always be followers as, as far as following God is concerned. But will, will we grow, choose to become a leader as well in the spirit? Leading people from the, what, what are we leading people? Mainly, we are leading people from darkness into light. From the physical realm to the spiritual realm. That's all. Right? Because men born in this world are blinded and ruled by five senses. Living everything from the physical. So when you become a Christian, the main thing, if you, if God, if you choose to go to the third level or to become a leader or someone that can bring others out of darkness, spiritual darkness into light, not bringing others to become a better Christian, you know, not to do this, not to do that. No. Okay? It's leading people to the spiritual realm to see things from God's perspective, from His Word. To know, to let people realize that, to train disciples, to, to let them realize they have authority in Christ. They don't need to be afraid of the devil. They don't need to be afraid of lack. Okay? Which are all from the physical realm. Okay? There will be a great energy flowing. The rash also relate to uh, Rashimo, which is a spiritual DNA meant to explore in life. Okay? It contains the secrets of Barashit, the one I already covered in the beginning. Alright? It speaks of the beginning. In the beginning, that is the rash there, all right, when God created the heavens and the earth. So as the word Rosh, so that's why you, the Jews uh, celebrate Rosh Hashanah, okay, which is the head of the new year, the beginning of the new year, Rosh is the head. It also refers to secrets of the crown, Peter, the highest of the Sephira. Although the letter Rash is situ situated close to the end of the alphabet, its primary primary meaning is head or beginning. So it's like the beginning of another level. Okay? Where you are no longer a spiritual baby <laughs> or not even a, 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 a teenager. You have come to become an adult. Alright? You are able to speak what God speaks. You are able to lead others alright, to this dimension of fellowship with God. <clears throat> Resh sings the song of the highest sphere. It gives permission for from the above to be and to do so. You're going into a higher level of maturity, right? In Resh, this is the permission to wake up a new each day to a new life and to wake up anew in the life after after life, after this life. All right. So that's why it's uh, just now we read about the choice, the decision when you come to the end. The letter Rash, so let's say we all have decided, all right, to go into this third level, all right, and I will show you more and more what is it as we uh, go through uh, today's session. This letter Rash is related to progress, growth, refinement, learning, and be reborn into a new net. It is the spiritual result of honest effort to develop and the readiness to pay the price for doing so. 
Okay, if you know all these great men of God, Catherine Kuhlman, Rehak uh, Bonke, all that, and you say, wow, how I wish I could be like them all. Really? <laughs> they have to pay a price. <laughs> okay, so that's where are we as believers, if we go through the first few uh, uh, stages in our life, from our left to Ted, oh, good, God is good, God, all the time, God is good. And we just go round and round there. <laughs> okay, and still go back into the world. Okay, but still there's a grace of God there. Or are we going to go through the level of the second level where we learn the lament? All right, and we're learning, we're learning the hand of God where Moses said, you know, the, uh, the Bible says uh, the children of God only learn the, the acts of God. They only want to see miracles. But Moses became the head, the leader, right? And he was the one who worked the miracles where God used to do the miracles, right? He knew the ways of God, the way of humility and, and all that, the further development. So are we, it, it's, it's not just automatically I reach that place of the head become an apostle, pastor, evangelist, teacher. No. Are we willing to pay the price? There is a price, which is not in terms of money, but in terms of our sacrifice. <clears throat> okay? When we see that this is worth more than anything this world can offer me. All right? That relationship with the Lord, that serving Him, that maturity, that becoming someone that God can use to bring others to maturity. And it comes with a price. The anointing comes with a price. Okay? All this, the price is whether we're willing to give ourselves totally to Him or we still just want to remain at Ted. <laughs> okay? Enjoy His goodness and that's it. I don't care about the others. Let the pastor do. Alright? Or will you are willing to grow? Willing to learn? Willing to uh, meet the challenges, willing to be an overcomer, but how? Study God's word, all right? Come into the place where God will begin to teach you, guide you, okay? To develop, so that's what we have this session called Developing the Hidden Man of the Heart. So many people don't want to do, say, oh, why do I need to develop my <laughs> spirit man, okay? So they're quite happy with the status quo, all right? But it's for those who are not want to stay there at baby level or even teenage level, but they want to become the, the, the people that God can use to lead others, the disciples. And that's where we develop. Okay? It's just like you go to school. Some want to stop at kindergarten. <laughs> so I don't want to study anymore, mommy. Then some go, go to a primary school. And then they say, oh, mommy, I don't want already. I enough already. I think standard six can already. And then some go up to uh, home six and two. Uh, academically go to uh, university and all that, right? So putting aside the, you know, no money to study and all that, but up to the individual, whether they want to or not, to go further, to develop. So many were willing to develop their brains, their uh, the physical uh, education, but not many want to develop their spiritual. Okay? So this is our choice all right to an, an effort in that sense to put time aside to put priority to i say i want to develop my spirit man i want to go to maturity all right 
So development is a permission to join and serve creation at a level which no one has developed. So <clears throat> it's not automatic. It's something one needs to want and be willing to work for. Yeah. When you want to learn something in the world, you are willing to pay how much uh, the teacher charge you, how much that session charge you, right? You're willing to, you want to learn ballet or swimming, you have to pay. <laughs> okay? Same. But when it comes to word of God, <laughs> Free. Okay. So what happens? That is, if we really want, okay, then it's up to us. All right. How much you want. That's why I said revival comes to people who want, who have an inner desire that I want more than what I am experiencing today. Just a little bit of the goodness of God. Enough for me and my family. I'm quite happy. Nothing happens to me and my family. I'm quite happy. All right, our world is so small. <laughs> but to those who want more, all right, and I believe God also put that inside the hearts of these people, yeah, that they are not satisfied with me and my family, but me and God's family, which covers the whole world. Yeah. And then we are willing to work. That is and so don't mistaken Christianity as Okay, I become a Christian in order to work. Uh, <laughs> then everything falls down from heaven. Serving the Lord as a pastor also got work to do, okay? <laughs> Alright? Yeah, there is work. There is a harvest. There is a field. Bible said, Jesus said, will you work in my field? Day and night, will you go out? Alright? To preach the gospel. Smith Wilkes word. Day and night. Beginning started by... Bringing people to, because he, he was uneducated, he was just a plumber, but he got born again, he got baptized with the Holy Spirit, and there was a burning desire in his heart to do the work of God. Why is it called work of God? It means work. <laughs> it means work. It doesn't mean nothing to do. It's work. All right? So we study the work. It's work. Right? Time, consuming, everything. But willing, are we willing to put work Go out into the field outside there. It's hot. But there is where the souls are. Willing to go knock door. Knock, uh, what? knock door to door. <laughs> okay. And then sometimes the dog bark at you. You know. And people maybe throw water at you. So in the, my ministry last time. Uh, they throw acid on my car. Yeah, they go to police station and all that. Then they would, there are some persecution comes in. Uh, they call me in my office, make threats. Actually, came gangster came right into my office door. So, it's all willing, are willing to go to that next level where we are going to work. And I'll show you later what this means. <clears throat> so, that is the level where you know God is real. Okay, rash, fire in the mind. Okay. So, rash is about the head, all right? It means the head. So, rash represents the head of a man. Rash, as depicted in the ancient pictograph, in general, rash means head, the mind, the height, the top, or the leader, the head of a group. So, in the blessings of obedience, right, you shall be the head and not the tail. That is, you shall be the rosh or the rash. Okay. So if you look at the letter, the word rash, it is made up of the letter rash and the letters three ash. 
Ash means fire. Okay, remember? Man is ish. <laughs> okay, so you have ash is fire in the Hebrew. And this gives us the idea of light created by fire. All right, fire brings light. You have campfire, right, to have light. So we are talking about uh, spiritual aspect. So when the fire of God comes, there is revelation. So in this mind, all right, fire in the mind. So there is rash, the head, and then there is ash, fire. So it means what? Fire in the mind. So to be the head, there must be fire in the mind also. What fire? Revelation. Okay, this, this mind also speaks of your spiritual mind. We're having the mind of Christ. So while in, in the natural, the head or the brain is the one that controls the whole body, right? So when a person is brain dead, that's why you have the body doesn't move anymore. It cannot send instructions to the different parts of the body. So similarly, spiritual, right? There is this part of the head or the soul, the mind, the making decisions part. So I talked about the heart, all right? Which is the spirit man plus the soul, the aspect of a certain aspect of the soul, which is the conscience, all right? The making decisions. So now we make from the new heart, but we don't bypass the mind. Otherwise, God will create all of you mindless. <laughs> that means all but the one. Okay, <laughs> cannot think one. Okay, so there was a reason that we have a mind to think. So there is also a place called common sense. All right. So we need to develop some common sense as well. All right. But then we need to have thoughts. It's the thoughts after the you hear the word of God, it goes through our thoughts. Okay. That's where uh, Evelyn Go, had, uh, the daughter, said that uh, she had these thoughts that God tell her to uh, save souls. So it goes through the spirit and then through the mind. But the mind, because she has been uh, uh, taught the word of God, she didn't reject that. That it is uh, God's view from the word to go and save souls. Now, uh, if she had not heard this as from the word of God being taught in the blazing jewels, then this word come to her, these thoughts come to her, she can easily reject what is saving souls. You see, so her mind has been renewed and now can receive, right, the, the things, the word of God through the spirit, now go through the mind, the mind doesn't reject it. That's why we need to renew this mind. All right, and think the thoughts of God. So there must be fire or light, understanding, Fire in the mind is a concept that describes how our brain works where, where electrical pulses make up the thought processes and brain activities that is required to control the body. Without the fire in the mind, there will be no life and the body will die. The brain thoughts is connected to the nervous system that controls every muscle and every movement and action. That's why we go into meditation and confession of the word. And all this actually has already been uh, proven at, at the bottom there by scientists, right? Scientists, they just take a person and all the thoughts and all that, they are able to test. And then when you pray in tongues, there's great activity going on, already been uh, documented. All right. So when we have we're thinking God's thoughts, there is, if you take those instruments that the scientists have uh, 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 created, or invented these days, they can actually measure 
your activity. There's so much energy when you are thinking God's thoughts. So much power. If they were to measure the power, they put those things into your brain. Okay, they can measure. All right, John G. Lake also shared about that. So, God's word has got fire, has got power. All right, and today, the scientists, I think in 1912, has already discovered that the knowledge of electrical activity in the brain and medical science only discovered this in 1912. All right, so, the concept is described by Paul when he referred to the mind of Messiah or the mind of Christ needed to control the body of Messiah, 1 Corinthians 2.13. Right? That in order to have the mind of Christ, you will see it is in 1 Corinthians. He said, but we have the mind of Christ. That means the apostles have the mind of Christ. Then the next chapter, he talked to the Corinthian believers, but he said, you, <laughs> they didn't, not to say technically, they don't have the mind of Christ, but they didn't develop the mind of Christ. That's why they were, he said that they were babies. All their thoughts is jealousies inside them. I am of Paul, I am of Silas, and so forth. Comparing with one another, they will not develop their, their thinking to align with God's thoughts. So that's why they were, they were you know, the spirit man may want to, uh, to, to walk in that that level but the mind that is not filled with God's word become a blockage and they remain spiritual babies okay so very important for this mind as well to be renewed and to have light enlightenment all right now oh, the fire lift up your heads okay the rosh this is a beautiful picture <laughs> that I discovered, came across from this particular rabbi. To recap from the previous study, Kuf is the lowest letter that extends down. So it's the only letter that goes down the line to the physical realm, giving us potential access to the Lamet or the ladder. The Lamet goes up. It's the only letter that goes upwards. The tallest letter providing access to the first level of holiness, which is Kadesh. Kuf makes the word kal, which means light, and can also be written with an inserted bar. And uh, the word kale, just now we read, which means a voice, sound, and thunder. The bar represents man ascending the ladder to access the Kodesh, holiness, sparks of holiness represented by the shin contained in the word Kodesh. This Kodesh, let me read first. You don't understand, I will explain. This Kodesh not only contains the sparks of holiness, but also gives access to the next doorway, Dalet. Isaiah 6.3, Holy, 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 reveals the three levels of Kodesh. Three gateways or doorways ultimately give access to the presence of Yahweh. Then there is the incident in the Bible of Jacob's ladder. Okay, some of you will have uh, read before about Jacob, the son of uh, Isaac. Right, and at that point, God appeared in a dream in the vision at night. He saw this ladder that was from heaven to earth, linking, uh, touching earth, and then all the way up there was a ladder. And this is a beautiful uh, demonstration of this uh, aspect, okay, of the ladder from earth to heaven through the letters, the Hebrew letters of Kuf and Lamet. So he put it together here, the top of Jacob's ladder. So if you read Genesis 28, 12, it says that at the top, 
Okay, again, the word Rosh appear there. Give us the idea that it is the mind that is elevated to reach the presence of your way through these gateways or the doors of Kodesh. Psalms live out. So you see here the letter of uh, Kodesh. Okay, so the first, the first gate, all right, this letter is, yes, uh, the last time, uh, last week I talked about uh, Ku is also another gateway, all right, to another level, right? So you can see the Ku here. It's made up of a rash. The kuf is made up of a rash and a zayin or a vav. So it points down. So from earth to go up to the heavenly realm is the joined by the letter lamet. You see the letter lamet there? Yeah, on this letter. So to from earth, earth realm or the physical realm to go into the spiritual realm is the two letters kuf and Lamet and then Resh at the top, the holiness of God to reach there at the top of the ladder. Ascending this ladder, okay. So, how do we go up? So, again, I'm not uh, saying all right that we try to be holy, okay. It's about your experience, okay, of maturity. Looking at the previous. Wheels within the wheels, okay. <clears throat> there is an example, there is an incident in the Bible in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a prophet of God, very, very interesting prophet. And in his prophecies, or oh, he has a lot of visions, all right, of uh, the throne room of God and so forth. And this is means very uh, very personal to me because finally i understand this for my own personal life from the day i got baptized in the spirit at 20 plus uh, holy uh, baptism of holy spirit the lord showed me the ministry of ezekiel as a prophet as also someone who shared the gospel right he was also a preacher of the gospel and this verse one of the verses there talks about the wheel within the wheels, which for like how many years, 30, 40 years, I could not really understand the meaning of these wheels within the wheels. And God sent, uh, even about in my 30s, I think God sent uh, a minister from Australia and as he imparted the anointing to me, she said, without knowing that God has spoken to me about ministry of Ezekiel. And she said, while she was praying that's why i said the anointing time go for it all right those of you who can come physical meeting come the anointing is the holy spirit right from the holy spirit without the holy spirit we can do nothing on this earth okay the holy spirit gives us the power activating the word of god jesus what jesus say holy spirit will make it happen so this minister, she's a prophetess, and as she laid hands on me, I had a, another experience of the anointing where I shared before. It was like I was rolling from my on my back, buttocks, right? From one corner of the room to the other, like that, like a wheel. And then she mentioned wheel within the wheels. So it was confirming God's purpose and destiny for my life was to be like, a wheel within a wheel, the ministry of Ezekiel. 
But for many years, I couldn't really get the meaning of it. I got the anointing, but I didn't know what it really means. And when I was studying this, <laughs> I finally got the meaning. You see, the wheel within the wheels, the spiritual picture, is another level describing our ability to connect with the spiritual. Number eight, huh? that's the eight and the seven there, right? As the kuf, all right, and the lamet, we get into the spiritual realm. Okay, so some of you have uh, these gifts of seeing visions and all that. Okay, good. It's into the spiritual realm. Okay, so the ability to connect to the spiritual realm while still in the physical. So we are all in the physical. How do we get to connect to the physical realm? Uh, to the spiritual realm? That is in the Wheel within the wheel. The number seven represents seven days, seven day cycle, seven the points in time. Okay, so in this uh, journey on this earth, there are cycles, the different points, and these points of time, which uh, uh, basically what the the Jews go through, they have the Pentecost and the Sabbaths and all that, right? The cycles, which are appointments. If you look into the Hebrew, these feasts, the word is appointed time. Okay, the appointed time where God comes to meet with the people. All right, so you have the day of Pentecost, an appointed time where the Holy Spirit will come down. All right, and all the different other feasts and cycles. So there are points in time, opportunities to make living connections. So at a certain feast, God will come down. All right, to connect with man. That was in the Old Testament because Jesus haven't come. So there was certain procedure to follow, but that was time that God is going to meet with man. It is the gateway, a line open up to make these connections and appointments possible, allowing the spark of holiness to descend upon man. So God is holy God, right? But during those times, the whole, God's holiness, he come down. Right? Of course, during the Old Testament, they have to go through certain uh, uh, things before they can stay in the presence of God. The letter Resh, or the mind, is, which is part of the Kuf, ascends the Lamet to connect with the Kodesh and bring down the Shin, or the sparks of holiness, on these time alignments. Okay, The ideal condition to make contact is when there is an appointed time. And I'm so, you know, remember when Holy Spirit uh, gave us the, instead of just putting like revival meeting, he gave me the word Holy Spirit power feast. It became to be like appointed times where he is going to meet us, to come and pour out his Holy Spirit upon us. Although today it can be any time, but the thing is men are not prepared any time, right? <laughs> any time they want to go to work, they want to go to toilet, they want to do, you know, do a lot of their own things. But the appointed times where we set and one of the appointed times is today, all right? Sunday, Sabbath day, all right? The days that we set aside appointed time to spend with God, to meet with Him, where the divine comes down, all right? Where His presence comes down. So Sunday service is the time we enter the Holy of Holies. We set aside everything and put our mind to worship Him in spirit and in truth and to hear His word, to to learn his ways, all right? So here, the ideal is to make contact. So it's 
when we come to the church or whatever, or the presence of God, it's not for fellowship, not just fellowship with one another, high make contact for business. <laughs> okay, this is not the make contact for uh, business uh, prospect. Okay, this is to make contact with your heavenly father, okay, with the creator. Okay, so devil has made it such that church is a place you make contact for business <laughs> you know it's very sad that's why jesus went to the temple of god and overturned all those tables right because it's a prayer house of god it's a place where you have an encounter with jesus where the anointing god comes down give us fill us with the anointing with our destiny yeah when the anointing of this lady brought it was my destiny the wheel within the wheels right that was prophesied so in each presence of God, in each meeting, the Holy Spirit will move as, as meet with people who want to meet with Him having an encounter and not just meet for other purpose. Okay? The make contact is the appointed time of the seven-day cycle. All right? That is why it's ideal to assemble on these days to collectively engage in worship as a long scripture. Right? Uh, Hebrews, it says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But today, the whole purpose of assembling has uh, you know, gone haywire. Okay? But in the initial Bible, all right, it was assembled to meet with God. It was an appointment with God. All right? So today, let's go back to God's intention and original purpose. Meet with Him every Bible study, every session that we meet together, whether in Zoom or physical, is to meet with Him, have an encounter, have a revelation, okay, of receiving from God what He wants us to do in our lives, with our lives, for Him. All right. So, with Yahweh, make appointments. <laughs> I think uh, in one of the WhatsApp, right, I, I found one picture of... Uh, Someone put a lunch date with Jesus <laughs> or a devotion. I said, it's so cute. You know, I saw it, I, I think, in Pinterest, you know. And then, isn't we have lunch dates, breakfast date, all kinds of appointments with people, but we miss the appointment with Jesus most of the time. Bring God, bring us back in these four, four alphabets. May we have a devotion with the Lord. Serious one. More lunch dates, more dinner dates <laughs> with Jesus. All right. To have this encounter and a chat with him. Can you imagine if you can hear him, he talk with you. All right. And what do we eat during this lunch date? <laughs> we don't eat roti chanai or we don't eat chicken curry or what. We eat word of God. Right. We read the word of Jesus. That's having the lunch date with Jesus. The breakfast date. Okay. Where God's word consumes us, where he's talking to you, promises and telling you what to do with your life, telling you he loves you, he's healed you, and you can now move into a closer fellowship, into Kadesh, into his very presence. Oh, beautiful appointment, right? We can move beyond the fourth dimension of time and access the spiritual higher dimensions where Yahweh's kingdom exists. The mind conscious rush connects beyond it while your body is still present in the physical. That means in this view, view represents time, which I knew before. But now, uh, the full revelation, the wheel within the wheel. So within the wheel and the time of the physical realm, the physical realm is limited by time and space, correct? Yeah. 
within out this this physical time around it is the spiritual that is another will that beyond time and space that we can access and we ought to be living in this realm that means while i am physically on this planet that is uh, limited by time and space i can go beyond this realm to go beyond time and space beyond the physical beyond the natural that's where the miracles happen that's where even in zoom the holy spirit can uh, baptize someone or deliverance can take place right then you go beyond time and space but we are doing all this while we are within the will of the physical you understand see each one of us is a physical being body all right where we are living in this physical world which is limited by time and space and logic okay and five senses but we have the spiritual so that is because we are born again we can go outside this box of time and space and let the will of the spiritual take us into the spiritual realm the will is a journey right the will can move will you let the holy spirit take us with the fire of god into this realm where you may be you, that means that's where jesus did he was in the physical the son of man he came as a uh, physical person but he lived a spiritual life so that is the will within the will he was not affected by anything spiritual but he is a physical but he is in the physical you understand so every one of you here as the children of god have this ability right to live the will within the will so that's where we can access visions we can access this in joel chapter 2 verse 28 it says in the last days god will pour out his holy spirit and this is the work of holy spirit it's not our own where god his sons and daughters will prophesy yeah you can see the future when needed all right prophecy for is is to to bless others to edify others right you can have all the gifts of the spirit you can see visions for what purpose to save others to help people come up from whatever uh, in the physical realm also that they are in all right to bring enlightenment all the gifts of the spirit can operate and where holy spirit operate you think he's he's limited by the physical realm no right that's where healing take place miracles take place word of knowledge word of wisdom all that so this is what's happening all right that we are physical yet spiritual can manifest okay the mountain and the head so the rosh rash represent the head of a man rosh that means the head the mind the height the top of the ladder rash is spelled combination so it's talking about what god uses mountain to to talk about head to 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 bring nearer to him right uh, uh moses go up the mountain to to spend time with the lord yeah to receive the ten commandments and so forth so rash is spelled as the head uh high place or pillar so when we go into this third level is we're going higher right you're going to the mountain top even jesus when he wanted to spend time with god he went up to the he went up 
to the mountain. So it's not just physically you need to go to the mountain. Okay. But it spiritually need represent that you are going up. When you, you spend more time with God, you are going spiritually going up. You understand? Okay. Yeah. So at a high place, the top of the land or the structure. Ancient cultures, religions uh, also use pillars and high places like mountain as holy. So when you enter the Holy of Holies, you are going up. You're not going down. When you spend time with God, you're going up. So our purpose in this world is to go up, not go down. <laughs> to reach the spiritual realm where God is. Understand the things of God, spiritual realm. Not go down back into looking at the physical realm. Looking at the sickness, looking at the pain, looking at the lack, looking, all right, that is the physical, that's going down. So rash, pick off, you go up. So when you fellowship with up, with God who is up, that's why you can be the head and not the tail. <laughs> if you look down, you become the tail and not the head. <laughs> okay, so it's the high places, right? The appointed Mount Sinai, for example, Mount Sinai with fire or ish on the mountain, the head, the top, appointed time of Shabbat. Then uh, Rosh head is the control center of the body and symbolized by a mountain or a high place, which is the control center connecting to the spiritual. So when we connect to God through the word, we go up and spend time with him, let his word renew our mind, fill our spirit. What will happen? our control center <laughs> will have the right signal <laughs> okay, from above. Otherwise, this control center is getting the control signals from below, <laughs> telling you, you're not worthy. La. You, you cannot do this. You're sick. You're going to die. La. you got no money already. La. So that is the, the control center out of control. <laughs> Controlled by the physical realm, by the devil realm. All right, so we need our control center, our thoughts, okay, to be renewed by above. The Rosh, the altar of connection, firmament, okay, means the ends with the, uh, it means actually the, the, the covering above. Ends with a Yud, a Yin, makes the word uh, pen or shovel. This is actually very interesting. In the altar, correct, of a, uh, in the tabernacle. The study you learned that the letter Kuf consists of Resh and Zayin, means to sprinkle. So the process of holiness is that the to make uh the, for the people of Israel, they need to sprinkle the, the blood of the lamb over the altar. So sprinkling is part of the sacrificial system that make a person make the person holy so they either sprinkle the blood of the animal it shows as a sacrifice over the the jewish person the blood of sacrifice sprinkled on the altar and the ashes clean afterwards with a shovel connecting the altar with the firmament the firmament signify or symbolize the gateway between the physical and the spiritual so doing the physical act of sprinkling and sacrifices you enter into the gateway of the spiritual where their sins were atoned, were covered so that the, they can be blessed by God. So from the physical, they entered the spiritual through this act of sacrifice, the altar. Okay, so the altar represents this gateway from physical to the spiritual. 
So altars are normally built on high places. Like even when Abraham offered up Isaac, he had to climb a mountain. See, you see all the incidents where it's always going up the mountain. It speak of going to the head, going above, not go down. Man can only to connect man to Yahweh. Sacrifices or korban means to draw near, to restore relationship. There's another beautiful revelation of ku, okay? Or sacrifices of holiness. Our giving, our sacrifices is an expression of relationship. That's why tithing brings you closer to God. Offering brings you closer to God. It's a restoration of relationship. I have a relationship with God. That's why I tithe. That's why I offer to who? To Him. We don't type, we don't offer when we don't have this understanding of relationship. You can see very closely since the day you type, you drew closer to the Lord in the mature in your maturity level. I'm not talking about you are already spiritually uh, in the Lord. Okay, that's spiritual, but the experiential part. All right, when we start to obey God's word and in our sacrifices, whether of time or money or whatever it, it draws us closer to God okay because that is the meaning of the koban the sacrifice is a kuf the altar it restores relationship man can only be elevated when he becomes a living sacrifice be laying down everything the same concept of this distending a thick rope to pass through the eye of the needle or the gateway and that is where uh, Romans 12, 1, 2, which I didn't put inside the, this one, but I want to read this to you because otherwise you have knowledge without application. Uh, okay, Romans 12, 1, 2. Anyone knows <laughs> what's Romans 12, 1, 2? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, right, by the mercies of God that you present, present what? your bodies okay so we are spirit soul and body we present we give to god our bodies as a living sacrifice so in the old testament they have the animals and all that they present as the sacrifice today we don't need to bring animal right it's our whole body our whole life as a living sacrifice holy first thing is holy that is kodesh there acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. So it's only reasonable to, after going through Aleph and be made righteous and holy, now it's, Paul says, I beg you, I beseech you, present yourself, which is, our body means everything, <laughs> our money, our time, everything, right? Plus our bodies, present it to God. And then you see uh, the second verse. Oops. And be not what? Conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you, okay, so don't conform to this world. When we 
offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, which is our whole part. So this again is the third level, right? So it's up to each one. That is, he, he didn't say you must. It's your choice whether you will present your bodies or not, whether you will present all that you have after learning of the goodness of God, the grace of God, what God did for us. This is now, remember, a place of decision. Okay, whether you want to just be one sheep, meh, 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 <laughs> baby, or you want to grow up and become a leader at all, leading others to Christ, not just mean become a Christian, means helping them to see the spiritual realm overcoming the physical realm. Okay, so it says, how are we going to be transformed? Because the word transform, later you will see in the next letter, the letter Shin. Okay, so the transformation, why a lot of Christians have no transformation. <laughs> okay, so now you can see the stages in the Christian life. Okay, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good. Okay, the good. Then the three words there, that is the three levels. But this one is not inside this rabbi. The Holy Spirit just gave me the revelation this morning. That's why I didn't add in into the slides. An acceptable and perfect will of God. So as we are being transformed, as we are willing to offer ourselves as the living sacrifice, our bodies and everything that we own on this planet Earth, to the Lord as a sacrifice, give it to you, my time, my energy, my talent, my money, everything. Then we will be transformed and no more conformed to this world. There is a transforming of our lives. Okay? That when that transformation takes place, you can also have three levels. You only want the good will of God or you want the second level, the acceptable will of God. Yeah, God still accepts you if you choose not to go to the third level of consecration or giving your life to the Lord. You're still accepted, right? You still go to heaven. But the last one is the perfect will of God. Okay, which in the Greek is teleos, which I checked this morning. Is that means the perfect will of God bring you to the end. It means brought to its end, finished. One thing, nothing necessary to completeness, perfect. That is the consummate human integrity, the full-grown adult or full-age mature. See this level of fullness of maturity in Ephesians that Paul says that I may present all of you as a mature man to Christ the king when he comes right that's why he works so hard okay to mature the church but the, the, the people also need to decide whether they want he said I beg you but then the choice is theirs do you want to mature grow maturity to these levels where you can lead others to open their eyes to, to see the spiritual realm and live in that realm, the will within the will. Okay, so that altar of sacrifice brings you into that closeness with the Lord, into the maturity. Okay, so the closeness is not a sentimental closeness. 
Oh, I'm going to be close to Jesus. I feel him. He's here now. <laughs> okay, you may feel nothing sometimes because feeling sometimes is just from your body. All right, but it is, I know whom I have believed. That's what Paul said. I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That's what Paul says. I know. I know. You, you know deep in your spirit and the mind no longer object. Okay? It's being, being renewed by the word. It now aligns itself. There is not only fire in the spirit, there's also fire in your mind. So the thoughts that come to you now are the thoughts of Christ. That's why Paul says, we have, we apostles have the mind of Christ. But you in the Corinthian church are like babies in the Lord. Right? When we have division, when we have all kinds of, uh, all the flesh manifesting, that he encouraging, he wants them to grow to maturity. Yeah? So that is, the first, pl first place is our choice, whether we are willing to present our bodies, our lives as the living sacrifice. Okay, so back to uh, Psalms 119, we'll just briefly go through. So like last week, after the explanation of Rash, you will you actually need to go through the concordance to find out which, which why are these uh, eight verses uh, represent rash? The words that start with uh, rash. Okay, so I use KG, KG, uh, King James. Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Guess. <laughs> Where is the word rash? Huh? <laughs> Affliction. No, affliction is not rash. Remember, rash has to do with the head. So Mine. the word there is Mine. consider. Consider. Con the head is the one that makes decisions. Okay, right. that makes uh, that thing and all that. Consider is the word ra'ah. Starts with the word rash. Okay, to see. So we see from the head. Right, spiritually, see, look, consider, have vision. All right, consider, have vision, perceive, observe, pay attention, distinguish. Okay, so that is the word starts with uh, rash, ra'a. All right, some avert next verse, split my cause and deliver me, quicken me according to thy word. Plead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now getting, getting more understanding of Psalms, right? Salvation is far from the wicked for they seek not thy statutes. Uh, this one, the word there is wicked because rash can also stand for the wicked man. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord, quicken me according to your judgments. Ah, okay, where do you think is the word that starts with the letter rash? Anyone? Significant. Huh? Significant. What? What? Quicken. Huh? Sorry? Quicken. Quicken? 
is the word great. Remember, head, the, the, the top, the great one. Okay, so it has a big uh, rash has the beginning of as the meaning of the part the head right the thinking the perception the seeing also it has a meaning of greatness you are the head and not the tail right the rosh okay so it in the Hebrew in the Hebrew is rap it means great much many captain the chief many are my persecutors and my enemies yet I do not decline from thy testimony so I'm very easy already which one. Same as before. Which word? <laughs> Try. Huh? Yeah, good, good, Abigail. Okay, getting it now, right? So it has the meaning of greatness, rash, also. Okay, so that's why it can be the wicked great, but also the good great, which is our Lord. All right, the head and not the tail. Isn't the head great? And many, right? Abundance. Okay, I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word up. By now, you can find the word already, right? Uh, huh? Yes? Beheld. Yeah, beheld. Right? Beheld. Because it's through the head that you see, you look, you behold. Okay, good. Consider again, right? How I love that precepts quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. So the word consider, right? To see, to behold. The word Thy word is true from the beginning and every one of thy righteous judgments endures forever. Where is the letter word that starts with the letter rash? Huh? Huh? Beginning? beginning? Yes, beginning. Okay? Yeah, the beginning. Right? That's the head. Good. Okay, beginning. Beginning is the word rosh. Right? The rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the New Year, okay? The upper part, the head, the summit, the top, the beginning, the head of man, the top of mountain, the head, the front, the beginning, the chief. That is the meaning of the word Rosh, okay? So, uh, that is uh, more of the word beginning. Okay, that's to close. I give you a few scriptures. Colossians 1, 15 to 16, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Through him, God created everything in the heavenly realm and on earth. Meditate on these scriptures. Otherwise, you don't know who your head is. <laughs> your head is so powerful. And then we, when we got problem, we, we not say when we got problem, we don't even realize who we are worshipping. Christ, all right? Is the visible image you can see him. He is the head. So no longer think that your boss is the head. <laughs> right? He is the head. Christ. He is in charge of this universe. He is supreme over all creation. Don't think Satan is the head. Don't think sickness is greater than Jesus. Don't think lack is greater than our God. For through him, through him, God created everything in both realms, heavenly realm and the earthly realm. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Which man on this planet can make the things that we can't see? They can make, what, invent things, right? Electricity and all that. But they cannot 
create what we can't see, the heavenly realm, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. We're living in this world that belongs to Jesus Christ, not to the devil, not to the richest man on this earth, which is supposed to be our Lord. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Who can hold creation together? Don't have to worry when we wake up, the moon co uh, uh, co coincide with planet Mars and so forth, right? He hold it together. That's what the word of God said. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning. That's where you learn the word rosh, fresh, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So who? Who is in control of your finances? Who is in control of finances in this world? Is it the, the financial bank system? Or is it our God? When you realize that, is there a fear anymore to tithe and offer? When we recognize who is the head of our lives, who is the head of the church, who is the head of this whole universe, who owns everything. He is the beginning supreme. He is first in everything. For in God, in all his fullness, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. See, out here. Now he has reconciled you to himself to the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. This is the spiritual state of our, <coughs> of our spirit man. Okay? We can now stand righteous and holy before him. But don't stop there. Alright? As the letters, the last part, which the Holy Spirit brought. As we finish this session, the whole application of this third level is in Joshua 24. Uh, I only put down the, the verse, but I want to read this morning as the verse by itself has not, not much meaning unless I read, we read the whole uh, but I'll read it to you. It's in Joshua 24. Joshua 24. I'll read it from the King James. If you have the Bible, you can refer to it. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel. Joshua 24, that means they have gone into their promised land. The tribes of Israel to Shechem and call for the elders of Israel for their heads. For their heads, right? Not the... Not the the, the, the lower ones, for their heads, for their judges, for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him through the land of Canaan, multiplied his descendants, and gave him Isaac. So. Joshua was talking to the heads of the tribes and telling them about what happened earlier. Okay, how God took Abraham from 
that land and took him into, uh, blessed him, right, into the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants and gave Isaac. To Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir to possess, but Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron, so that's why you have the story of uh, God sending Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. I sent Moses and Aaron, I plagued Egypt there according to what I did among them, and then I brought you up. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, the Red Sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And they cried out to the Lord, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them, covered them, and your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time. Isn't this like a journey from Aleph? <laughs> from we were in sin, and God came and saved us, and showed us his grace and his mercy. This is what the Holy Spirit showed me this morning. <clears throat> then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time. <laughs> and I brought you into the land of the Amorites who dwelt on the other side of Jordan and they fought with you but I gave them into your hand that you might possess their land and I destroyed them from before you then Balak the son of Zippor king of Moab arose to make war against Israel and sent and called Balaam the son of Peor to curse you but I would not listen to Balaam therefore he continued to bless you and I, I delivered you out of his hand like the letter Tet, right? the goodness of God, yeah, the grace of God. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho. So when they went into the promised land, they fought, right? And the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites. So we had so many enemies, the Gishahites, the Hevites, the devil tried to kill some of you, destroy you, yeah? But I delivered them into your hand. So none of us died, right? But we lived by the grace of God. And I sent the hornet before you and drove them out from before you also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. So some have experienced, right, in your life, your journey in life, you were almost killed by the devil, almost lost your life or lost everything, but his grace was there. Just like this, he killed all the, he killed the devil for you, the grace of God. I have given you a land for which you did not labor. And he gave us his promises, the land the blessings, and you dwell in them. So we went into the tech, isn't it? I left to tech. You experience the goodness of God. You know, suddenly you have peace in your heart already, peace in the land, peace in your life. No more worry, okay? You have God in your life. And then you eat of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. So you experience the goodness of God. No need so much worries, all right? The Lord took care of you. Now, therefore, and that is, this one, I, uh, now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him. So having experience from Aleph to Tet, as through these verses, when this verse came to me, yeah, choose for yourself, right? Then Holy Spirit said, it has no meaning unless you read the first 13 verses before it, which is the goodness of God, our salvation. So we have been saved, the first level. 
by the goodness of God, by the grace of God, we have been made righteous and made holy today through Jesus Christ. Then the challenge, remember? The decision-making, whether you want to go to the third level. Fear the Lord and serve Him with faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors. Worship beyond the Equator's River and Egypt. All that belongs to the world. Egypt always speaks of the world. And Joshua said, Joshua was the leader, right? Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. If, for if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Ephrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. The Holy Spirit just showed the whole picture of Aleph, the, the, the different, just this morning itself, that this is the journey. We have experienced salvation. We have been delivered from Egypt, from the world of sin, and come into the Lord, into his kingdom of light, and experience his goodness into the land of Canaan. We were blessed. God removed so many of our worries. We were tasting the goodness of God, having the peace, the shalom peace of God. Then to be the choice as Joshua gave to the people that time. It's the same thing. Whether we want to go into this third level where we offer ourselves as the living sacrifice to serve him for the rest of our days on this earth. And this word serve is not just do duty. <laughs> okay, that the world has, you know, the corporate world and whatever in the world is like, okay, you serve the Lord, you just do this, or when it's convenient for you, you serve him, and convenient for you do for him and so forth, according to time. Remember the view within the view. Go beyond that time. That means this word serve is like what Paul said. Like a bond slave. This is the servant of the Lord. A bond slave. You are bonded. That's why you have a yoke. Yoke with Jesus. A slave has no more rights. A slave has no more right to their time. No more right to their money. No more right to, the, to their life. That is called a slave. That's why Paul calls himself the prisoner of the Lord. A prisoner. No longer a prisoner to sin. A prisoner of the Lord. That means, Lord, you have every say in my money. You have every say in my time. You have every say, whether convenient or not convenient, at, at your call 24 hours, 24-7. <laughs> now, this is up to uh, everyone. If we have experienced, that's why Joshua told them, you have stage by stage, they went through the deliverance of God, the goodness of God up to them, but whether they want to continue and become the ones who will serve the Lord as a bond slave. Today in the New Testament, it's a bond slave of Jesus Christ. This life is no longer mine. My time is no longer mine. My money is not mine. It belongs to God. And she said, as for me and my household. So it's a, not a law thing. All right. If we read the earlier verses, because I only put this verse this morning, the Lord said, read the other verses and you will see the whole journey of Aleph until Tet, and then from there to Zadi, and then the last part, the decision-making, whether we will choose to be leaders, we will choose to be like Joshua, 
Moses and all the men and women of God that will lead people, that will slave in the harvest field, like slaves like that, that will serve the Lord day and night with our lives, with our sweat, and until one day He come for us as we walk with Him. The blessings will continue, whether it continue, don't continue, whether I'm blessed or not blessed, it's not the matter. We have become, we made our choice to serve Him. Amen. So it is so beautiful. This I left to tell when we see this in the light of this revelation of our maturing in our Christian uh, walk with the Lord. How do I go to? Okay. Yeah, so that's where Paul says, from knowing Jesus as our head, going back, he says, continue and in this truth, stand firmly. Don't drift away from the assurance. Have you heard the good news and the good news preached all over the world? I, Paul, have been appointed God's servant to proclaim this good news. All of us have been appointed. Do you receive that appointment? And walk through the last few letters, the journey of full consecration and commitment, giving our lives totally to the one who, who gave his life and will not withhold anything good from us. This is the best decision that we can make on this planet while we still have time <laughs> before he comes. And then too late already, <laughs> you know, to say, Lord, I will sweat in the field. I will go and be to proclaim the good news, to make disciples of all nations and give you my time, give you my energies for those of you who are still very young. It doesn't matter young or old, right? As when we consecrate ourselves to the Lord and we give ourselves, He gives us the strength, right? As last, last week we learned, if you're 80, Psalm 81 is yours. <laughs> Have you all gone and checked your Psalm, right? So God will give us our strength. God will give us the Holy Spirit will give us all the power that we need to serve Him. But the decision to enter into the last stage of maturity is for ours to make. And when you make it, God says, I have a covenant with you. I will hold your hand and walk you through. And you will lead many into salvation, into the light of the gospel, from darkness into light, from this realm of the physical to the spiritual realm, set prisoners free preach the gospel of liberty to the poor. Is that what we choose? It's not whether you have uh, education, enough education or whatever. It's just the willingness to say, yes, Lord. From Aleph to Sadi, you have made me holy and righteous. You have been good to me. And I want you to walk with you the rest of the journey to lead others to be that head where others can see Christ in us. Amen?